This is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, the home of smart and stunning wrestling takes. Follow the show on Twitter at, at Radio Free PW. The liberation starts now. Welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. It's such a great honor to have you with us this week, and it's a very special week as we're coming off of the biggest week in, in professional wrestling, WrestleMania weekend. And yes, the rumors are true. I have crunched the numbers, and my co-host this week is still the reigning, defending, undisputed Churchill Cup champion of the world. He hails from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He is no other than Randy Copier. Randy, how you doing? I'm doing good. We never got my name right, though. Charpentier. We, I am French. I am from Canada. Yes, I am your reigning, defending, Sean Burkhead, undisputed Churchill Cup champion. Even though it was a really, really, really hard week, Mr. David Sir Duds actually had me in a really tight loop. But as a champion and getting the champion's advantage, I did sneak through it. And Sean Burkhead, please acknowledge me and understand I am your Churchill Cup champion. I went through your whole crew, yourself, Jake twice, Sir Duds, all you guys are done. And if you want to follow me, you can go to Sunday Night's Main Event on Facebook, Sunday Night's Main Event. Or if you want to become a patron, patreon.com forward slash Sunday Night Main Event Radio. But yes, thank you for having me on the show today, Sean. I truly appreciate it. I will be gloating all day. Because it's only us two. So, thank you again. Oh, boy. Okay, let's go over to Control Center and catch you guys up in the week that was wrestling news. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. And Randy, unfortunately, we have to start with a sad story as a Hall of Famer, a true legend of professional wrestling, passed away over WrestleMania weekend. We found out Monday morning that Bushwhacker Butch passed away at the age of 78. Yeah, that's very, very... Randy, what are your memories of the Bushwhackers and Bushwhacker Butch? I'll give you a couple of little stories here. Um, The Bushwhackers were probably the uh, funnest tag team, you could say, back in the 80s, 90s. Um, sheep herders, everything. They had great matches everywhere they went. They were known as, uh, Butch was known as like one of the friendless people you could talk to. And I had the opportunity, um, luckily enough, to talk to him a couple of times. I'll break this year because a lot of people don't know about my past, but I actually had an opportunity. I get thrown out by him at a RWA event in Burlington, Ontario in 1996. So I did have an opportunity to talk to him. I got an opportunity to work with him. So um, he was a definitely great guy. It is a sad, sad day in the WWE world because, again, he was friendly, um, well-known, um, well-respected amongst others. And he worked. He worked a lot. You know how long his career was, Sean? It was somewhere around 50 years. I had to stretch my head when I saw that in the, the report. It's like 50 freaking years. That's right. Like even up to like a couple of years ago, yes, he did signings and everything around everywhere, but he was still wrestling on the indie scenes to the most part. But as of late, I believe it's the last five years, he was just more or less doing signings. So yes, it is a sad day in the uh, wrestling world again. It's It's been a sad year, realistically. You know, Ray, my first memories of 
Butch Rusher, Butch was actually in the WWE in the late 80s, the early 90s, where him and Luke were the tag team that everybody just loved to death because they would come out arm swinging and you just couldn't help to like these guys. These guys were freaking awesome. And I didn't even know about the sheep herders. And before they were the Bushwhackers, they were the sheep herders. They were one of the most hated tag teams in the NWA. Yeah, yeah, they were terrible. They're tearing people up. It's very different, eh? Seeing them from the Sheepherders to the Bushwhackers. But again, with people liking them so much, even as a heel, people liked them, right? And their style and what they did. Their comedy and wrestling was absolutely gold. Very little can compare to them. So unfortunately, again, um, rest in peace, Butch. You'll definitely be missed. Yes, we here at Radio Free Professional Wrestling, alongside with Randy, would like to send our sincere condolences out to the family of Bushwhacker Butch and his tag team partner, Luke, and all the fans that enjoyed the Bushwhackers, sheep herders over the years in professional wrestling. Right. That's correct. And everybody from SMU Radio. Okay, Randy, our second news story of the week. As we were waking up from our haze from the week that was WrestleMania, and we were getting over our WrestleMania hangover, the WWE got sold to Endeavor, the company that owns the UFC. And they're merging together to form a $21.5 billion Goliath of a sports entertainment company. Are we surprised about this? No, not at all. It's, it's funny, eh, that UFC gets uh, bought for $4.2 billion, I think it was. And now the rest of the main to get out of $9 billion or $12 billion company. Going together, yes, they are Goliaths in it. Um, it is actually a very, very smart move. Um, the Endeavor thing, though, I was very, very confused about because I know in the past that... Uh, Mr. Emmanuel there um, had issues with certain things and with the relationships that WWE has and UFC has now. Obviously, money is no object and you can forget about things. But you want to know my honest opinion on this? I honestly think they're setting the sale, setting the sale for like five years from now. So again, and why not? They're two powerhouses. Let's see where they go. Exactly. Because I know the WWE um, TV rights come up next year and i'm betting the ufc's comes up down the road here probably three or four years can you imagine what kind of tv right you could get if you can put both of those companies together and their tape library and all that stuff in one big freaking package you know exactly exactly so wwe side i think it is fox that ends september of this year other one it's the following year well the wwe saudi deal ends in 2028 which is a big number that's years from now now, again, with this endeavor and uh, Emmanuel there, um, having that issue with Saudi, I want to see how it's going to work together or where they're going to go. We're not going to see it anytime soon. I don't think any products are going to change, whatever it may be right now. But I honestly think when these TV deals are up, we're going to see this conglomerate of just having like an own station, like an own channel with these two, almost like an ESPN setup. Will WWE go back into pay-per-views instead of PLEs? And maybe four of them, four of them a year being uh, under, like you could get a subscription service, get some, but then pay for pay-per-views again. I think honestly, that's the way it's going. But is it, it is exciting news. This is the biggest news ever in years, like years since Vince bought it off of Vince Sr., right? So um, yeah, it was a crazy Monday. We all knew it was coming. Um, the interview, I guess, with Emmanuel was done on Saturday. They released it Monday, but it was done on Saturday. If you hear Vince speaking in the interview, he goes, WrestleMania is tomorrow, right? So it's either done Friday or Saturday. So, but yeah, it's big news. The biggest news out there. Okay, so since you brought the interview up, what do you think about the 16-minute interview on CNBC? Uh, it was straight to the point. 
um even uh they asked the question about with the stuff going on in the background with mr vince mcmahon um, supposedly there's 38 other things that people don't even know about, but um, it got it out there. Vince is an absolute genius. These guys, we all we all have to remember. You see the the directors group or the directors table for this. It's it's like a powerhouse of people, like a powerhouse of people that almost rule anything other than football, soccer. It's everything else that's. It, it's just a powerhouse. The interview was very thorough and asked the right questions and know the direction of it. I still have a lot to ask with it, though. But I guess we're going to have to see down the road. At least it's in the good US of A right now. So that's what I'm very, very, very happy about. Okay, my last question about this, Randy, is do you see any issue coming down the road for them during this merger in the United States? Because they still got to get approval from the SEC if they're able to do this merger. Me personally, not being the, and I'll be on a business world knowledge here, I don't see them having any kind of issue here in this merger because I feel like this doesn't create a monopoly. Also, usually the government doesn't really care about sports monopolies because, oh, hi, the NFL. That's right. No, money money talks, right? The more money a company's worth, more money taxes they pay. I don't honestly think there's going to be any issue with that aspect of it. Again, it's funny. It's weird how they place this interview. Right. I, I hate going into politics, but it's really, really weird. The interview comes out as the flight from Donald Trump going to New York is gone. It makes it that people aren't sort of seeing it, but they are talking about it. So I don't know. I think they're brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant how they did this. And that's why Vince has been in the position he's been in for all this time. Right. So, OK, we're moving over to our third news story of the week as over the past week eddie dennis the former nst uk star and also star in progress for professional wrestling has announced that he is hanging up his wrestling tights and boots after a long career now me personally randy i had this seen the tail end of mr dennis's wrestling career and his time in nst uk was freaking awesome he was one of the best hill managers i could ever think of what are your thoughts of eddie dennis eddie dennis i really didn't know um until he came to NXT, and then I did look indulge in him further. Um, I was lucky enough a month and a half ago as well, Eddie Dennis was here um, doing a training seminar and a show um, for a local promotion here. So to talk to him, the guy's brilliant. Like, he's absolutely brilliant, really good in the ring. Um, what he did for NXT UK was absolutely great as well. He was probably one of the best parts of it. Um, anytime somebody retires, I just wish them the best and hope they make the right decision. Right. Um, it was a big part of his career, a big part of his life. And it now it stopped. Maybe he's going to have some type of training role. You never know. But yeah, hanging up the boots for sure. But he's still very valued, especially in the UK, um, looking it up on on his knowledge and everything. So maybe he hung up the boots. But I think something in wrestling will probably still be there. With exactly. Right. We want to wish Eddie to end this all the best in his futures. Okay, Randy, final news story of the week. Last night on NST, we had a debut. Finally, we got a debut post-mania. We finally had something we could cheer about. We went to the moon. We got to sit down with Noam Dar and the Heritage Cup because he's back on NST, buddy. Yeah, good. Noam Dar, really, really good. Bringing back the Heritage Cup, which is good as well. Not as prestigious as the Churchill Cup, but Heritage Cup is good. Yeah, bringing it back. It's good to see him. Everybody likes Noam Dar. As well, he's he's really talented. He's a talented dude. So, welcome back, Mr. Noam Dyer. 
Exactly. He is very entertaining. And it's just great to see the Heritage Cup. And I'm just wondering if they're going to keep it around just a little bit longer as a title. Because they basically unified every other NXT UK title into the proper NXT title. So I was kind of surprised when he had it out there. But man, if this is his gimmick going forward, hell yeah. Yeah, no, 10,000%. And having it around, WWE needs some type of, I, I always uh, relate it to the pure title so on and so forth but something just a little different for the people that are really heavily involved in their like supermarks of the business and something different so they can watch because we all enjoyed the heritage cup tournaments that they had and the matches that they had as well i know we all did because you guys reporting it us reporting it it was always the highlight of the of the month when it was nxt um 2.0 everybody was looking at nxt uk so, and just going off on all the matches that they had with it. So, yes, good luck, Noam Dyer, with this. And good luck with everybody that's going to probably hopefully participate in this and make these matches really, really good again. You know, Ray, one thing we can talk about here is there's a lot of influx of NST UK forward talent in the NST right now. I got a feeling there might be some rumors to this NST Europe actually being built in Orlando because they've got a lot of NST UK talent on the screen right now. No, it's true. Um, from what I heard um, in the background is that I guess they had a lot of visa issues with some people or trying to get the visa. Then the injuries, right? The injuries was a big thing too. Picking and choosing on who they want. Uh, Trent Severn was a weird one not coming over for WWE or NXT or anything else like that. Yes, him doing the independence is big, but like having the Noam Dyers, the Tyler Bates. Um, well, look at look at Gunther right now, man. Right? He's he's the biggest thing. It's, it's good. It's really, really good to see Gallus. Like, I love Gallus because I, I picked them, right, Sean Burkhead? But uh, yes, I love Gallus. Everybody else, bring them all over because guess what? They know how to wrestle. They know how to show us a different brutality than us North Americanized people have. Very true. Okay, that is your control center for this weekend of professional wrestling news here on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Let's slide over to this 96 questions. And Randy, I acknowledge you with my first question, which was the bigger disappointment. Was it Mark Bristol losing to Smell of Joe for the ROH TV title? Or was it the ending to the second night of WrestleMania when the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes came up oh so short against Roman Reigns? This is a very good question because, yes, I did pick Cody. But when I went around talking to people, I think I said even on when picking it, everybody was picking Roman Reigns. And it made sense why they were. Mark Briscoe, Samoa Joe. Yes, it's a legacy match. Yes, a tragic thing happened. But Mark wouldn't have lost. If he wanted to have that belt, he would have said something in some way. Mark's in a good place. I'm just glad seeing Mark out there doing what he's normally done. Nothing changing. So for me, I believe Samoa Joe should have the belt. But Mark is up there. I think you should find a new tag that's just not be the Briscoes anymore. But Cody for me, because that didn't solidify my full win completely. I guess Cody for me losing to Roman and seeing what's going on with Cody now, they have to make sense of this story. So for me, it is definitely Cody losing to Roman. Okay, so I didn't see the ROH show live. I watched it yesterday before I went to work so I can have this in my mind when I was talking to you, Randy. And just to see all the bristles there and him having his kids there, my heart kind of went like, man, I would have 
gone a different direction. But I mean, you can't go wrong with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's a hell of a champion, and it was a heck of a match. And man, that place was on fire. So I'm gonna agree with you, Randy. I really feel like I know they want to get to a thousand days here with Roman Reigns as champion, but boy, they just missed the opportunity to have a hell of a babyface coming out of WrestleMania with one Cody Rhodes. That's true. Well, again, remember we we've talked about this many times. WWE has a plan, and the Sami Zayn thing. One, like you know, what I mean, two, this with Cody. There's obviously something bigger and better coming along the line, or the because we're involved in, we're talking about it right now. Um, we're disappointed. That's that's how business works. So let's see. Will Cody ever get the title? Will Cody ever get the title? That is the question. You know, Randy, if you asked me, like, say, 96 hours ago, I would tell you yes. Now, I'm not sure. That's right. That's right. Can that be the one thing that's... That could be the one thing that could possibly hang up everything. But you know, honestly, where the direction is for the next WrestleMania, I think, and we will hear it here first, I honestly think it's Gunther versus Cody Rhodes next WrestleMania. So maybe after that 1,000 days, which is in September, right? That maybe makes... Royal Rumble, something for somebody. Maybe Gunther wins the Royal Rumble. Cody wins the, the heavyweight title. And then WrestleMania, we have Gunther Cody. I'd like that. Well, you know, I joined Boris on the Africast this past weekend on the second night at WrestleMania. And I was talking to him saying that, you know, if you had a title versus title, Reigns versus Gunther match, and I didn't give a date for this match. I was thinking it could either be London or you could back it up to SummerSlam to get that thousand days for Roman. That'd be one hell of a match. That would be a card that would draw some money. Yeah, yeah. do an Ultimate Warrior thing. Cash in the title for a title shot, right? Title for title would be absolutely great. I know we talked about it before as well. So yeah, any any role. It could be Cody. It could be Roman. It could, But Gunther has to be involved. He was so over. Probably one of the matches of the weekend was that three-way. Those guys actually like killed each other. It was a great, great match. We may be talking about this match later on during the 76 questions. Let's go over to our second sunny question of the week. Randy, I'm going to offer this question to you. Given everything we've seen in the last weekend here, the last 96 hours or so, has the WWE kind of gone away from the traditional Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania? You remember when we had Dolph Sitter catching in that title shot and he won it? Do you remember when we had all the cool surprises when people would show up after Mania? We got Matt freaking Riddle, and that was fucking it. Yeah, no, I was dis- really, really disappointed. They're going to have to make SmackDown great this weekend. Um, but yeah, really, really disappointed watching it. Don't get me wrong. The first half hour with the Triple H was good. Um, I enjoyed the Cody Brock spot at the beginning as well. But yeah, you're expecting people to come in. You're expecting um, title changes. Like we talked about it uh, last week. Maybe John Cena winning that belt and then losing it to Austin Theory that night. It could have been something different. Bringing up Braun Breaker, bringing up somebody um, to show off and debut. Uh, it was a wasted show to me. It was absolutely a wasted show. And I hope next year they don't go in this direction. It's absolutely terrible. I've been reading all the reports. I know FIFO was saying that the show got rewritten like twice during the actual show. And I know Case I Seats was actually saying there was 30 minutes of wrestling inside of a three-hour episode of Raw. That's like Vince Russell era like TV where he's like, oh, we don't need matches. We just need storylines and angles. I get it. Or again, like with the SmackDown coming up because of the sale, right? They did want to push over the sale or acknowledge the sale. So rewriting it, it had to be done. But where do these people come out? Like you, what the 
the Raw after Raw after WrestleMania. You know what I mean? You want to create, everybody looks forward to this new chapter, this new season. WrestleMania is the finale of the season. The Monday Night Raw is the very beginning. You want to put a hook into a person. And unfortunately, like, don't get me wrong, Matt Riddle coming back is absolutely great. But uh, yeah, you need a little bigger hook. Okay, Randy, we are sliding over to our third stunning question of the week. And this question is coming to you. What did you think of Braun Breaker's heel turn last night on NST? If you haven't seen this, Carmella Hayes called him out to the ring at the end of the show. And we see this new baby face, respect Carmella. Okay. And he goes to shake Breaker's hand. Breaker shakes his hand, raises his arm up. Everybody's cheering. We get that NST logo on the bottom, and here comes the standard line, and he turns heel. Oh, you know what? I almost never thought it was live. So Carmella has to give the hug, to give the shake. He goes out of the ring, completely out of the ring, and then it goes on for about another 30 seconds, and Carmella's like, yeah, hey, come back, come back. Let's do it again. I was like, oh, are they taping, like, two segments? Like, uh, to see what the crowd reacts to? Then just out of the blue, boom, standard line, like you said. I was like, all right, I like this Braun. So Braun being heel is way better for him. I think I enjoy Braun being heel um, more than uh, being face. I think he could go in a lot more direction with saying less things and just being the powerhouse he absolutely is. So yes, I do enjoy it. You know what they could do, Randy? You know who he's dating? You know who he's engaged to? I forget you tell me. Cora J. Can you imagine Cora J and him together as a pair of couple of NXT and she could do the talking for him? And she's the reason that brought him over to the dark side. Could be. It's a good idea, though. And bring them both up? Why not? Why not? Okay, Randy, we're sliding over to our fourth stunning question. And my question to you, Randy, is did Vincent Man pull off the greatest power play move by somehow coming back from being kicked out of his own company to having it sold and still control about 49% of the company. Vince's plan of coming back, um, getting out of the spotlight when he did, doing whatever he had to do mentally and prepared for the sale in the background is absolutely brilliant. Yes, now he was part of the directors before this sale. Now he's going to be controlling the, the board or the chair. Um, literally, they have like a, a uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? Hierarchy. So when you look at the hierarchy, Vince McMahon's actually number three with Dana White, Nick Khan on that bottom of that hierarchy scale. Vince McMahon is brilliant. I'm not saying he's a good person, but I'm just saying he's brilliant. There's a reason why this happened. And we, we talk about it over and over. It's, it's like he's going, ha ha, you guys think I'm gone? Well, guess what? I'm back. I can't swear on the show, so I'm trying to be as polite as I can. So you know where I'm going with that. It's brilliant. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. What did you think? I thought it was crazy as hell. I thought it was a smart movie. It was almost Machiavellian. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely correct. That's a good way to anal- analogize that. So, yeah. No, he, he's he's the world's biggest heel. We all love to hate him. It's terrible. You know, in a way, you got to tip the hat to the devil when he got us due. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. We're moving over to our fifth stunning question of the week, and I kind of alluded to it earlier in the show. What was your favorite match from this past weekend of professional wrestling? All right. There's many. We're talking WWE here, though, I want to say, because it is definitely the biggest show. It was hard for me to think of this, so I am going to put two. It has to be Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the Usos, as well as Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. And I hate saying Drew. Trust me, I really, really do hate saying uh, Drew, but... Those two matches for me 
were probably the best matches for reaction for myself. What about you, Sean? What did you think? Okay, personally, I got to say, I enjoyed Gunford versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. And oh my boy, I've been spending all weekend seeing the praises of Gunford. What in the hell is wrong with me, Randy? <laughs> That's it. No, the guy's great. Absolutely great. Listen, he... Walter changed his name, got his name changed, and now everybody calls him Gunther and nobody talks about the Walter. It's absolutely incredible what this guy has done for himself physically, losing all that weight, still doing what he does, bringing the ring general back, and just his presence is absolutely incredible. The guy is unstoppable. That's how you make old school heels, right? It is 2023. He is the... Iron Sheik of this generation. He is the big John stud. You can call him whatever you want as a big man. He is a powerhouse that's coming through the WWE and he's beating absolutely everybody. And that's what good heels do. You know, Randy, he did a very excellent interview with Ariel Hawani over the weekend, which I'm going to post in the show notes here. And I already posted to a Radio Free PW's Facebook page. And the guy's so freaking humble. And I'm going like, I can't hate him no more. <laughs> he is one of the nicest guys in the world as well. So yes, that's an, another gentleman that definitely um, respects uh, the business, as you can say. I was really surprised though when he did uh, come over from the United States because I know he wanted to stay in the UK um, for the longest period of time. But I'm glad we have him because the guy's the guy's absolutely incredible. When I was told about Walter back in the day to watch his uh, stuff. And David's been very lucky to be able to see him for such a long period of time. But I was just absolutely engaged with this guy. Like, who can beat him? And seeing him live, I saw him live, like, with 50 people only. Place that we're at, I wouldn't even call it an arena. But just devastating. Devastating. Okay, Ray, we're moving on to the sixth and final stunning question of this week. As we have Roman Reigns coming out of WrestleMania weekend, still your undisputed, undefeated WWE Universal Champion of the World. Who's going to beat him? Uh, that's a hard question. I, I honestly, again, think it will be Cody Rhodes somehow, some way, SummerSlam. If it's not Cody Rhodes right now, like who, like Seth Rollins. Like Seth Rollins should be up there. But what? And then Cody take it off Seth. So Jay is the other option people are given right now. I don't see that really fully happening. I would have rather seen Sami Zayn do it then than Jay. But I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's honestly going to be Cody. So, You know, I feel like the way the Bloodline story has gone for the last couple of months, if it was any other company, it would be either Jimmy or Jay to take the title off of Roman because that makes the most storybook any you can have. It's like the Bloodline basically implodes on itself and it crumbles down like a house of cards. But I think you're right. I think it's going to be Cody and it's going to be at SummerSlam. Because if you have this rematch, Cody must win. If he doesn't win, he's back at square one. You can basically put him on superstars. Yeah, more or less. It will absolutely uh, destroy. Or he has to go, like, I don't know. See, I totally get him not winning at WrestleMania. I honestly think that if Cody ever wins a belt, then that's when people are going to turn on him. I don't know. But I honestly do think Cody, Cody will have it once. And SummerSlam, I don't know. I think maybe it might even be a longer, I think it's going to be a longer storyline. He's going to have to go through people in order to get to Roman again. Like Brock being the first one, I guess now, right? So it definitely can be done, but he's going to have a struggle. You know, Ray, I was surprised that Brock was the Raw after Mania. I'm like going, 
wait a minute, should he be back in Canada? Then he did his feed to Cody. I go like, you know what? This is going to be a fun feud here. I want to see Cody versus Brock. When they started the the talking, like when uh, Heyman started to roam and said, yeah, you have to get one person that wrestled over the weekend. I was like, oh no, they're going to get Brock. Yeah, no, it's weird. Brock is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So he sold it pretty good, uh, sold that at the beginning and at the end of the show turned into the biggest heel in the world. So yeah, it was great to see. Yeah, because I mean, at the start of the show, they were cheering Brock like, oh, it's Cowboy Brock. Yay, we love Cowboy Brock. Then he touches Cody and he becomes the most hated person in that building. Yeah, that was brilliant how they did that. Nobody's seen that coming to the most part. Once it came out through the entrance at the beginning with, and then stood beside Cody, I was like, oh no. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your 76 questions for this week of Ready for You Professional Wrestling. Before we let you go, Mr. Churchill Cup champion, Randy, where can we find you on the social webs? Oh, yeah, I'll definitely get into that one second. But I, I, I'm wondering who my next challenger is for this Winston Cup. I, I want to I get this clear first. Who is my next challenger, Mr. Sean Burkett? Well, how about this, Randy? How about the stunning one? How about giving me my rifle rematch? Because I never had my rematch for the title I lost. Well, well, listen here, Sean. Hang on. Hang on one second. I do have to speak to uh, my best advisor, uh, Raul Payman. Hang on one second. Okay, yeah, I get that totally. All right. So, Mr. Sean Burkhead, you did beat me once at the very, very beginning. And you beat me by saying, Randy, pick one number and I can pick all the rest. So, yeah, I, I, I was a little hurt on that aspect of it, but it's fine. It's fine. So you did beat me once. Then I went through you and then your whole crew here at Radio Free Pro Wrestling. So what Mr. Raul Payman said to me, he said, yes, we'll definitely take you on. It's going to be like, uh, what do you call it? Jinder Mahal taking on Roman Reigns right now, but it's okay. I just went through like, Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar on the weekend, but it's all right. I'll take on Jinder, but there'll be a stipulation. Not just one, there'll be two. Mr. Sean Burkhead, if you don't beat me and you never acknowledge me, acknowledge me, then I don't think you can fight for the Churchill Cup again. I don't know what David or Jake's going to think about that. But there's also a second step I'd like to add. If me, Randy Chaponche from Sunday's main event does beat Sean Burkhead, we're also going to change the name of the Churchill Cup. It will now be called the Trudeau Cup. <laughs> Dave's going to snap. Sorry, I love you, Dave. <laughs> Sean's hiding behind his microphone here. But yes, I'll definitely accept that. Unless you want to go through a number one contender thing again, so on and so forth. But you know, my busy schedule, my surgeries and stuff. I'm a fighting champion as a weak one and a, a crippled one. But I'll definitely do it. Do you accept those stipulations, Mr. Sean Burkett? Ladies and gentlemen, I will have my response next week on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, Randy, thank you for coming on the show. Have a stunning week. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.